You are now listening to the Film Frequency Podcast, hosted by your professionally unprofessional film critics, The Film Bros. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of... The film frequency. We are back this week talking about. I know we we said it was going to be a Karate Kid. We called it Audible. Uh, we actually got to see Peninsula, so the sequel to Train to Busan, which is one of me and JB's both of our favorite movies. So we had to discuss it. But before we get into that, JB, you know we talked a little bit news. I just got one news item. I haven't really been paying attention, so I don't have more than this. But AMC Universal reached a deal that's going to allow Universal to put their new movies on streaming platforms 17 days after it comes out in the theaters. All the other theater chains have said they're not doing this shit. There's been a echo throughout like the whole movie landscape where people are saying this may end cinema. Like they're like people are really thinking this may be a bad deal long term. What do you think, bro? So w- when you say uh, they're gonna be on streaming, what streaming? In what particularly? Meaning VOD, video on demand. Okay, yeah, no, I love that idea, but um, I do think if more and more uh, you know places go towards this, mm-hmm. it will kill uh, movies because. Let's let's go back, you know, 15, 10, 15 years ago to a little thing called Blockbuster. Yeah. I used to love going to Blockbuster on a Friday and and not knowing what I want to get and, and going through all the rows and, and picking out a VHS yeah. or a DVD. And that's dead now because of streaming. And I think movies could go in that same direction as well eventually. See, here's here's my here's my opinion on it. Like 17 days. You got like most movies do most of their box office in the first two weeks. I haven't like did, didn't crunch the numbers. I know a big portion of it does come in that first two weeks, unless you have one of those right. movies that the word of mouth picks up and then people go slowly, and then that's where it may affect the movie theaters more because if it's a movie that isn't this blockbuster, but it ends up being a really great movie and, and it travels by word of mouth, by the time that word of mouth goes, it could be on VOD. What I think the bigger problem is with this is rather than the deal itself is that they should have did 30 days. Just do 30 days. Like 17 days is a weird number. I think if you say, all right, 20, 25, 30 days after you release it to the movie theaters, you can then go VOD. I think that would have left enough space because usually by 30 days being in the movie theater, movies, like there's so many new movies that come out, like that wouldn't affect the movie chains as much. By making it 17 days, I really, but the thing is, is that because only AMC has agreed to this deal, Regal, which is the second biggest one, hasn't. Uh, Cinemaplex, I believe it is, which is the third biggest, said that they're not agreeing to this either. It may not have the effect that we think it's going to have just because they, uh, the other theaters aren't agreeing to this also. Now, if every theater chain agreed to this, that would be a completely different story. But that's not the case. Here's my take on this. Okay. If it was me, you know what I would do? I would have it be 10 to 14 days. I would even go in the opposite direction, 10 to 14 days, and here's why. I would want to make sure it's out for at least two weekends. If you look at the numbers, the the first weekend is going to be your biggest your biggest two or three days, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday when the movie releases. Those are going to be your biggest days. After that, it kind of drops off. You know, like you said, sometimes there's hype going around so people might go to see it, or sometimes people even go see it a second time. Now, here's the thing, though. The one thing that we're not thinking about which maybe they have thought about is piracy and illegal streaming. Now, a lot of these movies are getting streamed out on five, you know, after five days. Yeah. Once a movie is streamed, they can't make zero off of it. They can make nothing off of it. So I say do it 10 to 14 days. Have your two weekends because 
people are still going to want to go out just for yeah. the fact that like you and your, you know, you and your family, you guys, your kids, you, take, you used to take your kids out like almost once a week to the yeah. movie theater. It's a family outing. So same concept. Uh, you know, you can go out. That's why it's there. But for those people who just they don't, it's not about going out. It's about seeing the movie. You have your two weekends. And after that, put it out to VOD. This way you can make some money, some revenue off of that before like people just pirate it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see why allowing them to go to VOD sooner helps the studios more than the movie theaters. Um, And, and you know, maybe it does help the movie theaters, too, because, you know, some of those deals because theaters have deals where movies have to be on a certain amount of screens far into release, right? So maybe the theaters win off of, okay, now we can get more screens for our newer movies so we can keep that rotation going. But I, I, I understand the idea behind it. I just think 17 days isn't enough time to where it can, it can really hurt. Like the Avengers movies, Tenet, for example, which those aren't universal movies. So right now I'm speaking off the fact of, and we got to keep in mind, this is one studio that has this deal. Now, with that being said, other studios may want this deal now. Like, who's to say that Warner Brothers or Disney, for example, or well, Fox is Disney now, won't say, hey, we we want to cut of this too. We Hell, we own our own streaming platform. So if we can put it on Disney Plus sooner, and that could be something we can say to our subscribers is, hey, you can get our movies 17 days after they come out in theaters, and it's more reason to, it makes that subscription to Disney Plus that much more valuable. Who's to say people, like, won't do that and that or hurt in the long run. But as of right now, it's only one studio, so we need to keep that in mind. But I'm just going to the fact of, like, just think about Avengers Endgame, for example, which did $2.43 billion or whatever, and a lot of that came because of longevity. Imagine if 17 days after that came out, it was available on VOD. Like, yeah, the studios would make great money by being on VOD, but then movie theaters close down. And when we're already in a, in a place where, we're worried about how many theaters may actually be able to reopen after all this. It's scary. Yeah, and here's another thing that um, no, I don't see anyone talking about is this is going to impact, to me, the actors and the actresses as well because I don't think these movies are going to pull the same numbers as if they're in, like True. if they're in the movie theater. True. In my opinion, at least, because think about this for a second. What if I told you a movie came out? Whatever your favorite your favorite actors are in it, your favorite director, whoever, and it's Forty nine ninety nine to watch it VOD. Would you Would you buy that? Hell yeah, you would buy it for forty nine ninety nine. I mean, you got to think about it too, bro. I go to the movie theater with well, my on, kids. Hold on, hold on, before you say that, that's the reason why I said that. A lot of people though will not think about what you're about to say. That's I yeah. said four nine nine for a reason yeah. for you for a reason because a lot of people will hear four nine 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 and be like, "Fuck that! I'm not paying four nine 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 for True. a movie." However, let's look at you. You have four kids plus yourself at an average price of ten dollars, which I'm sure you probably pay more than ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Per ticket, that's the price for your kids exactly. and you. And then we can sit. Not even counting popcorn and all the other shit. And then we can sit in our own house, especially amongst COVID, right? Like, the, we got to keep in mind, like, the whole people, people's whole thinking behind public gatherings is going to be changed forever. So, because of that, like, and to say that, okay, we can watch it in the safety of our own home. Hell, I could pop my own popcorn. Hell, now we can, I can barbecue. We can eat, we can eat exactly. barbecue and sit around the house and watch the newest movie. That, for me, that value was worth it. Yeah, but a lot of people are going to look at that. Yeah, I get it. You know, it. that price tag. Yeah. And uh, so I don't think they're going to do a forty nine ninety nine price tag. They're going to do something more like nineteen ninety nine. And now you're taken away because, like, now your family that could have went and spent $50, 60 $70, they're only making $20 off of you now. Yeah. 
Just move the box. Sorry, bro. No, you're all good. So what I was trying to say was your family, the Hayes family, where they were making $50, $60, $70 off of, now they're only making $19.99 off. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. And, you know, I I like the fact that it's, it's right now it's one production studio. It's one chain of theaters. It's the largest chain of theaters, but it's one um, theater chain. So it's not like this overarching thing throughout the industry right now. And like looking at Universal, I think I, I Googled it like last year in 2019, they made like a total of $4.3 billion at the box office. Um, so it's like, I, I don't. it's definitely concerning. Now, the people were saying this may completely end cinema. If this becomes the normal deal for every chain, every studio, then you can kiss, you can kiss cinema goodbye. Like it, it, at that point, like it's going to go to this thing where there's a movie theater. There's like a, two movie theaters in a five mile radius of, of every mm-hmm. major city or whatever. It may go to just one. Seriously. Just like Blockbuster, yeah. bro. Same thing. And happened. Then, they started whittling down. And yeah. And then like so. And the thing is, is I understand VOD is the future. Disney created its own streaming service for a reason. HBO Max has its own streaming service for a reason. Hulu, Netflix, they're billion dollar companies for a reason. But the communal experience of seeing the movie, and maybe this is just us. We're old school, bro. Like, my kids may look at this completely different. It's like, I look at a movie like, trying to think of like a a huge movie, for example. Like, a movie like Tenet or whatever. Going to the theater and being amongst a bunch of people you don't know and everyone having reactions to it is part of the experience of seeing huge movies. I mean, yeah, I can watch the movie and enjoy the movie at my house on my own, but I would miss that theater going experience, bro. Well, I want to ask you a question because obviously you and I are around the same age group. Your kids are way younger than we are. So for us and for me, you know, it was all about going out with my boys or like, oh, I like this girl. I'm going to ask her on a date. The first place you could go, let's go to the movies on Friday. You know, that's what what the movies were for us, us growing up. And it's like the outing. But for your kids, is it so much about the outing for them or is it more of we're going to see this movie? For me, it, it for our family it is about the outing because it's been so ingrained in us for so long. Like everyone looks forward to going to the movie theaters. Like there, like I said, we went to the movie theater every Friday for years. So it wasn't even necessarily like there was times where we were going where it was like, well, what came out this week? It's not really much out. Ah, well, you know, this came out a couple of weeks ago. We haven't seen it. Cool. Let's go. So it's about more. So let's get out. Let's get that popcorn. Walking into the movie theater, smelling that popcorn once you walk through the doors. Like right, that's right. an experience that it's like. Yeah. So for for my kids, I think it's still about it, but that's because we made it a family event. But keep in mind, we're the ones who go every Friday for the families that only go see maybe five or six movies a year. It's probably more about the movie than it is about going to the theater because it's not something that they do all the time. That's 100 percent me. What you just defined, because when I was again, when I was growing up, I was. I live half a block away from a movie theater in New York. So I was going like once or twice a week Mm -hmm. to the movie theater. Now, Now, me as an adult. I'm that guy that might go maybe six to eight times a year. So, and I don't go for the, I don't go for the experience cause now I'm older. I don't have any kids, just me and my wife. So it's, it's not more for the experience. It's more to go watch the movie. That makes sense. I feel it. So, I mean, we'll see, man. It's, it's definitely something that's concerned. I guess the only, and this is cause it's just on my mind. I know we've kind of talked about this movie. So last bit of news before we talk about Peninsula, Bill and Ted, the sequel officially releasing VOD. They changed it. Uh, what do you think about that? I think that this is the perfect because it's nostalgia. Because we're still semi in quarantine, movie theaters aren't open. I think it's the perfect movie to go to VOD first. Yeah, I think so too. And um, to be honest with you, I think I mean I don't think this movie's gonna do well on the box office. I know there's a nostalgia factor, yeah. and Bill and Ted was kind of big back in the '80s and stuff. But 
I look at Bill and Ted and I see two fucking old ass guys that they're still they're acting like, like old idiots. Bill and Ted. Yeah. yeah, right. That's the thing. It's like now and also I'm I'm not a young idiot anymore either. So back then, what things that I found funny, now I might be like, what? Like I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but you know, Keanu Reeves is a, is a great actor. I mean, you know, I know he gets some hate sometimes. The other dude, I don't know him outside of Bill and Ted, and I think he was in Death Wish Three. Outside of that, I don't know him about, on anything. And the thing that, uh, like the, so they came out with another trailer too. And the thing that concerned me about this movie is that I was like, we know that their daughters, and you know, there's been some rumors that their daughter daughters are going to be set up to maybe do sequels or whatever because they cast, oh. they did cast. Uh, I forgot her name off the top of my head. The chick who was in. Um, She's a bit a big actress, not the Happy Death Day. I always get her in the Happy Death Day chick confused, um, but whatever. Uh, Brittany Snow? No, no, no. Um, ah, shit. I don't know. I'm not even gonna worry about it right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, they uh, they they cast uh, her. It's uh, damn it, Samara Weaving. That's that's who it is. Oh. Samara Weaving, uh, who's big in horror right now. Like she's been in a lot of horror stuff. Um, she was the uh the wife in that uh one movie that came out last year I'm, I'm at a loss for like all the fucking uh movies right now she's in guns akimbo ready or not is what i'm thinking about she was also in the oh, babysitter on netflix um so like she she's a really she's a rising actress and they cast her and it's like okay it makes sense if if you guys are going to be setting her up or whatever but my problem is is i was hoping they were going to have their daughters be like these kids that are looking at their dads like they're fucking idiots like our dads are they thought they saved the world but their daughters act just like them it's like nobody wants that type of comedy nowadays like they do the whole like the awkward like totally dude like kids don't act like that nowadays so it's like yeah you're you're losing me like i I wanted to see how a millennial would look at bill and ted acting the way that they did back then like i wanted that that contrast and because we're not getting it it's like i don't think this movie's gonna be huge vod is probably gonna actually do pretty good on vod so you know shout out to it yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes of it. But some movies are just meant to not just be left in the 80s or the yeah. 90s and not come back. And I think this is one of them. But I hope they prove me wrong and I hope it turns out to be good. I'll still watch it, of course, because the nostalgia factor is always there. We're, nostal- you know, that's, we're nostalgic fans. So we'll, we'll see what comes out of it. All right, bro. Let's get into the movie we came here to review. <laughs> You get the truck, come back with the money. That's $2.5 million per head. If you come back alive. Let's get into Peninsula, the sequel to Train to Busan, which I think like the official title is like Train to Busan presents Peninsula is like the full name of the movie or whatever, because uh, they had to get Train to Busan in there some way. Uh, bro, like I have so many thoughts on this movie. Um, the first thing that I want to say is that just starting off from how this film starts off, I love that it feels like we jumped into not the same story, but it feels like instantly we feel like we're in that same universe. You get the 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 family in the car or whatever, and it and I think it was supposed to only be a day since like the breakout happened, and they talk about like they they did a good job at letting us know that without picking up from the exact characters from the first movie 
that those characters are probably all fucking dead. And I love that they did that because they say like, oh yeah, there was there was a rumor that there was a quarantine in in Busan, and while a lot of people did go there, it didn't it proved not to be. And it's like, oh fuck, so did they make it to Busan and fucking all die, bro? That was my first initial thought. What do you think about kind of the opening to this movie and us jumping back into this universe that they set up in the original? Yeah, I have a lot to say about this movie, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to not just let it all just shoot my shot on the first 30 seconds of this. So let's talk about that first scene. Yeah. The first scene, I like the way it started off because immediately you're right back into the, into the forefront of things. And you know, there's no like slow build here. You just immediately. And that's how these type of movies, these zombie movies, Mm -hmm. that's how they should all be done. Just, it should be nonstop going, 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 going. So yeah, I like the way it started. Yeah, and I think, like, to, to, and even, it was more English in it than I was expecting. Like, when they had the guy, and he was, like, explaining, like, we thought it happened in Hong Kong, and then it was like, yeah, it was one day this happened, and then, you know, that was four days, that happened over four days, and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, but that was four years ago, and it's like, oh, shit, so we're doing a time jump. But before you get into the time jump, to, sit, to be in the in the, in the the situation with the what is going to turn out to be our main characters and for them to be driving and to see this woman, uh, which will come back, uh, but and they kind of leave her, you understand it. You you understand it to a degree. And then when they get on the boat and there's an affected there and like he hears it and he's immediately, oh, fuck, my sister's down there. And, and they go down there. I love how they, in a way, without picking up with the same characters, they kind of picked up on the same theme for the original. The fact that, you know, the daughter lived in that one, but this mother and son in this case both die, and I think that was a great thing. Now, my issues almost immediately started after this. I wanted, I love, let me say, I'll bury the lead. I won't get into full details. I, for the most part, like this movie, but there are some things that they did in this movie that I was like, look, if you just wanted to make a fucking action movie, just make a fucking action movie with zombies. I am, fu- first of all, for those who have never checked out the film, bros, the full spoilers ahead, we're going to say everything. So <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie, Check it out and come back and you know and then check us out. But I'm actually shocked because I thought this is gonna be we're gonna have a huge disagreement this episode. Cause by the way you were saying, I thought like this is gonna be like a 10 for you. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? So they, okay. So w- w- and we'll get into the story. The thing that I don't right. like, just as a theme, so people can kind of know where my mindset is going into the things that I have problems with in this movie. I'm a Walking Dead fan. And by season three of The Walking Dead, the zombies were no longer an issue because, like, they would hold hordes of zombies that would take them two or three episodes in the first couple seasons to deal with. They're just walking through, handling, like, bosses or whatever, and it became more about and it became more about the characters and what humans do to each other. And I get it in a long-form TV show because you can only do so much character work with the zombies. You have, it has to be the, the humans. This is, a, this is a zombie movie, and, like, what they did... What they did in the original Train to Busan, because all these characters were connected from the get-go, we got that characterization. Because we have so many characters that don't really interact somewhat until the end of the movie, like all these bits and pieces, I didn't I didn't get I didn't feel as attached to the characters as I did in the original <laughs> Train to Busan. You you just said that that's that's all you need to say. That could be the end of the review right there. Yeah, it's, here here's here's my thing. Oh my bad. Were you done? No, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. So he, here's my thing. Um, and it really pissed me off. You know, this movie fell flat on its face. And you know who's to blame for that? Us. You, me, yeah. and every other fucking American. Yeah. Let me tell you why. They pandered like a motherfucker to the to American. Us. Bro, and they should have never ever done that. The, when I started seeing the English, I'm like, please don't pander to us, bro. The the beauty of the first movie uh-huh. 
was they didn't give a fuck about Americans. They were making a Korean movie for their people. Yeah. But because the movie blew up so much, they changed everything. They changed all the beauty of it. I love the character development in Trade to Busan. Mm-hmm. I love the little storylines, the little story arcs between the, 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 the baseball couple, the husband and pregnant wife, the father and daughter, uh, the, the, the COO of the company that was an asshole. There were so many story arcs. Here, it felt like more like an action movie. And I, it's so funny you say Walking Dead because it felt like an episode of Walking Dead, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of different Walking Dead stuff kind of jumbled in. And I I see a lot of Korean movies. I've never seen a Korean movie sort of like this, which means, and it's telling me, they were just trying to pander to us. And it it, it hurt the movie a lot. And I and I get in a world that, that I love, the, I do love the fact that we got, what it's like to live in a zombie apocalypse and the fact that the the zombies were really contained to just this one area so the rest of the world is able to kind of like that's an interesting take i almost wish we would have got into that more and you could have built the characters that way because we've never at least to my knowledge not that i've seen gotten a zombie movie to where the rest of society is pretty much operating as normal it's just now they figured out a way to avoid the peninsula and let the zombies kind of do their thing and they even said like the zombies went dormant basically especially at night like as soon as that line came i'm like i know where the fuck we're gonna go with this shit man and like you said the english came in we got so much english in this movie the thing mm-hmm. i loved about the original train to busan is yes it's a zombie movie right but the zombie the the zombies are used as a way to propel and see how our characters interact with each other this was an act this was like the raid three with zombies thrown in it like and I get it. They do some of the character stuff like the the I forget the mother's name who originally got left. And when he tells her like, hey, I was out and she was like, well, you were the first car. There were 30 more that passed me after that. Like that could be a great plot thing. And like I get it. I get what they were trying to do. There are some things and threads here that and the ending, even the ending. And we'll talk. We'll get into it. Like the ending kind of touched me as well. Like I get I get that. But it didn't feel as earned as what we got with it felt it felt like they were playing off the fact that we saw they assuming we saw the original train to busan and we know how that ended with the parent there and they're like and we're gonna be like oh here we go again with this shit this shit's so depressing and you didn't earn it the same way it's just and having so much military shit yeah fighting and it's like it all this this movie felt like it was made to make a great trailer because the trailer to to, to peninsula we've talked about it it was amazing but it was all everything that that could have shocked me was all in the trailer and it was not the 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 main basis of the movie it just bro i hate being disappointed by something that i was looking so far and i hate being down you know i try to come in here and i try to be pull the positives out that i can and there are some to pull out of this movie but overall it was just like and i guess we should talk about some of the more details and get into the themes bro so what's the first thing you want to talk about like we already laid out that the there was there's a so there's a family there's the uncle his sister his sister's husband and 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 his his nephew, their their son, the the wife and the son die early on. So we get these this brother and this brother in law who aren't really family. And after that that four year time jump, we kind of see that they've connected and they stayed close because that's really all that they have. And then they're separated at some point. And the the whole plot of this is that they're sending them into the peninsula to get a truck that was full of money. Um, and things fall out from there. What do you think about the basis outline of this plot? I, I hate the plot, man. Who gives? Why does anyone give a fuck about money right now? Because remember, I mean, the rest of the world is still operating as normal. So I kind of get that. Not worth it to me. Okay. I mean, it, just the the plot, man. There's so many issues. I have so many issues this movie, and I hate to be a downer, like you said before. I was so hyped up and pumped up for this movie, man. Like Train to Busan is 
either my number one or number two Korean movie ever. And um, and I've seen tons of Korean movies, and it, it's it really sucks that this one happened. And when you do these type of movies, though, in any movie, but especially this sort of genre, like like horror thriller, if you want to call it that, you have to be able to have your 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 actors and actresses connect with the audience. I was connected with so many of the, the, the people from Train to Busan. And in this, I could care less about anybody, about anybody, except for the beginning scene where the guy left, you know, the lady and her kid. Mm. Yeah, that I felt bad about. And we said the beginning of the movie started out pretty well. But you know what? At the same time, I, I looked at my wife and I'm like, oh, oh, watch what's going to happen. I guarantee you at the end of this movie, he's going to probably sacrifice his life to save those two. Because, yeah. you know, and that's exactly what happened. You know, I wish things would have been done a different way. In terms of stuff throughout the movie, I mean, not much to say. I will say, like, I, li- I like the arena, I think is what they called yeah. it. The, that was had- dope. The, that that was a cool thing. The time the like the, I don't know what to call it like the crab zombie like all the zombies on top of each other crawl like that was a, it's a great visual. But again, it goes back to it seemed like it was made to make it. It was put in there to make to it would be a cool image to have in the trailer of a movie. It's just I hate and the zombies are still threats. I don't want to act like they're not threats, but they took. But there's a big difference. Yeah, they took they took what was a character piece set amongst zombies and turned it into this stereotypical like. This could have been a direct to Netflix movie and it would have been 100%. like like take the train to Busan late like when you have a brand name you expect certain themes to carry on and it just it just was this still directed by the original director from the first movie I believe it's not only the same director I believe it's the same writer as well and and here's the problem uh I mean we're adults here it's very hard to watch movies nowadays that scare you like legit maybe a jump scare but like legit scare you Train to Busan wasn't scary but here what Train to Busan was and I hate to keep bringing up Train to Busan but I mean it, it's a sequel so of course we're going to compare Train to Busan wasn't scary but let me tell you what Train to Busan did for me there was a lot of intense and suspenseful moments where you didn't know what's going to happen. And it was, uh, oh, shit, what's going to happen? That suspense and that anxiousness was there. Here, I didn't get that at all. Not even one time, like, oh, shit, like, what, what's going to happen here? Maybe at the end when the mom was in the truck, and I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck, is she going to get saved or not? Yeah. Outside of that, not really much. And I don't know if it's because I was detached to the characters or they just didn't set that atmosphere and that aura. Yeah. It... I, 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 ultimately, this movie just feels like this should have should have come three or four sequels into it, right? Like, why why do we lose what made Trey Du Busan so special in the first sequel after it? Like, I get it, I know, and, and action movies are more franchisable, right? So, like, it, or maybe they maybe now that they see this because the movie's already made its budget back, it hasn't even had an American uh, official American re- release yet. And we know Americans love action movies, so this may this may blow up more than Train to Busan ever did in America. But it just it doesn't feel earned. And you know, hopefully, maybe they they learn it. That maybe they can meld the two back together if they end up doing a, th- a third a third one in this one, another another sequel. But I liked I like the main character. The uh, you know, I'm bad with with Korean names. Jung Sok, yeah. I believe, is Jung. I'll call him Jung. Um, uh, I I I liked I liked him. Like I, the, I, his character, I like, and the fact that he is so guilt ridden between thinking about leaving the woman and her kids, which he ends up meeting back up with, uh, thinking about his sister passing away, and him seeing that in his nephew die. Like this this semi, I wouldn't say tortured, but this this darker character 
I liked him. I they I think he's an enjoyable actor. I liked it. I liked the portrayal of him and everything. I would have just liked like to see him put around more people that that can build. And I think, you know, that's one thing that we get. We get a lot more characters than what and maybe not. Maybe we get we get more characters, but all these stories that all kind of came together in the end or were supposed to, it didn't feel earned because these characters didn't interact very much. The thing about Train to Busan, when you get the couples that have one one the 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 father's a coward and the guy doesn't like him because he's a coward and you see this build throughout the movie and even them eventually come to a, a place of respecting each other and him realizing stuff about his daughter like it all feels earned because these characters we see them from the moment that the outbreak starts to the moment that they end they're basically together for the most part up until then we it just didn't have that in this movie I, I I can't I can't even say anything bad about what you said because I agree with that I agree 100. percent Now we on this show we like to you know uh, fantasy book yeah. uh, for our lack of better terms on how we would have done it and I don't know if you have do you have any ideas of how you would have went about you know doing this what would you have changed and how would you have done it? Okay, so let's take the basic to just kind of improve this basic plot thread, right? Okay, so let's say you have the I don't really want to call them militia. What 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 were they? Like the the sergeant they, and the they captain? Were, they, they were, were a militia, militia okay. though. Yeah. So you have you have the militia characters, right? Um maybe you have them all converging on this money while all of our good characters converge on this money as well. And like maybe how they deal with zombies and we see like one side's more ruthless than the other. Like I bro, I really I almost would have rather then the, ditch the brother storyline the main character jung who i really like let's say they drop him in solo rather than sending four people with him that we end up losing half of them anyway let's say you right. send you send him in solo they sent him in because he doesn't care if he lives or die he's going to try to go get the money for them he gets in something happens the woman finds him or whatnot and he's gone for a couple of days and we see him building up with the characters there. And then maybe the person who sent Jung's in finds his brother and is like, look, I sent your brother in for this money two weeks ago. I haven't heard from him. And he's like, I got to go find my brother-in-law. Like, that's the only family I have left. Like, something like that. I I don't know. Like, you or maybe just keep the brothers together the whole time and have them like both come to the realization of that's the woman that we left behind. Like, I, I don't know, because you never the brother-in-law never realizes that. They he found it's the same woman from the I would have just liked to see how their difference of opinions over that because the brother in law is telling him, Hey, get over your guilt with this. This is really why you're guilt. This is this is why you're 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 pissed off about this. And I I don't know, man. I really don't know how I would have saved this movie. If you can't tell I would have wrote I the only way that I could save this movie is to rewrite a whole fucking different plot. What about you? Well that that's where I'm going with this. I would rewrite the whole plot. First thing is I would have just so there's some some connection between Train to Busan, I would have had the little girl from Train to Busan. I would have had her in this movie. If you can't get the exact person, mm-hmm. someone to play that character. In addition to that, the woman that was pregnant, I would have had her child be in this movie as well. Have it mm-hmm. be the girl from part one taking care of the child. The mom died. However she died, whatever. Okay. So it, it's them two. I'd still have um, Jun Sook or whatever his name is. I would still have him in it. I would still have the lady and the uh, the, the lady the and the, the kid, yeah. right? The two kids. And Jun Sook leave them. But later on, Jun Sook crosses paths with the girl, you know, the, the, chick, the little girl from Train to Busan and the baby. And because he left the, the girl with the two with the two kids from the beginning, he feels like, hey, this is my second shot to help them. And he helps them. And rather than incorporating money and the militia stuff is okay 
and yeah. and the people going crazy because that's something that was the sergeant was cracked me up like I, his facial reaction right. shit he cracked me the fuck up but it, go ahead I'm sorry continue. right no no problem and um Train to Busan didn't have too much of that about yeah the zombies were a threat but outside of the zombies like the outside world because that's also a threat mm. you know when you watch Walking Dead it, it's been to come to a point now where the outside world is more of a threat than the zombies are yeah. so they that that part of it I liked. But now people are kind of connected immediately because this is the same girl for part one. It's the baby. So now you have some kind of connection towards them. So it'll help you connect to the other characters. And maybe they're trying to go to like a quarantine zone or an area where like it's safe. And it's their it's their whole, you know, journey to get there. And they got to deal with all these different obstacles, the militia, and they got to deal with the zombies. And now you have more care rather than a bunch of assholes going to get some money. And my thing, too, like, as much as I do like Jung Sook, the thing that bothers me about him being so tortured over this is that if that woman, if you did pick up that woman and her kids, they probably would have died. Like, when you look at how things went when they got on the boat with, like, his sister, they probably would have died. You probably saved their lives by not picking them up. So, like, it's. That's a plot hole, though. I don't think they they don't want you to realize. Yeah, they, 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 it's it's like, yeah, bro, they, they, they more than likely would have gotten bitten and died and you would have had to shoot them in the head so like i i don't like the fact that like when you try to earn something but it's cheaply done because i would have liked for him to say hey you know i know i left you but we made it to the boat and my sister and my nephew were were murdered so maybe i did like i get it i was yes i was being an asshole I'll forever feel bad for being an asshole but maybe i maybe in the long run i saved you and your kids lives by not picking you up Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I do think it is a, is it a plot? It's a plot hole that they probably didn't think about like, Hey, you know what? If she came in the car, they probably would have died too, along with everybody else. So it probably worked out this way. Okay. So we were, we've been highly, highly negative on this movie, which sucks. Cause I, I did not think, I thought you thought we were going to be on, I thought you were going to be on opposite ends of me because like, I'm like, maybe bro's going to love this movie. Okay, what did you like about this movie, though? So, uh, uh, little things that, you know, kind of we talked about already. I like the beginning. I would say the last 30 minutes of the movie or so are, are pretty good. They're not like, you know, 10 stars or, you know, 5 mm-hmm. stars or anything like that. But the last 30 minutes of the movie were pretty good. The first 15 minutes were also good. Everything in between was not so good. But uh, I, I like the, the main character, the guy, John Suk, if that, you know, however you say his name. I like the lady with the two daughters. I liked her role really good. Um, like I said, I like the arena part. There's like bits and pieces. I'm really struggling here. You're not supposed to watch a movie and and, and kind of struggle to find out good parts. Yeah. And I'm grasping at, I feel like I'm grasping at straws here because overall maybe if i didn't see train to busan i might feel differently but i think because i'm comparing it so much to train to busan is why maybe it's going down a couple notches like what if we didn't see train to busan would we be this critical of it i think and that's that, that's kind of what i was getting at. this was for example like platform a foreign movie we didn't know they dropped on netflix i'd be it's it's i love the genre and i i break it even horror down to subgenres like the zombie zombie genre of movies i love in general i love zombie movies in general so while i'm i'm down on this movie evil dead we're huge evil dead fans yeah, i'm i'm down on this movie as a sequel to the original train to busan overall it's it could have been a cool enjoyable afternoon sunday afternoon watch on netflix i think i would have if it would have just been something random i probably would have i probably wouldn't have walked away so disappointed because it's not a brand behind it um, but even then, it's like at that point, it just becomes this forgettable zombie movie, action zombie movie. It, it, I probably would have watched it and been cool and entertained, 
but I, it wouldn't have been anything that stuck with me. Like the original tra- Train to Busan, to this day, I think about the ending of that movie. I saw it yesterday. I think like I I I I have almost I I will never forget the feeling that I had watching that movie for the first time. It's one of those movies. This didn't leave me with anything memorable at all. Zero, zero, and that's the that's the problem. Like, if you were flicking channels one day, let's say I happen to be on HBO or something, you're flipping flipping channels, and you saw it even from the very beginning, the first five minutes of the movie until the end, mm-hmm. you would probably have absolutely zero idea this is a sequel to Train to Busan. Yeah. Because how could I mean? There is really no correlation there. There's nothing. There's no you know. There's nothing there. And I'm not saying you have to go hardcore with part one, but the stuff that we love from from part one is missing from part two. And they tried to go in a totally different direction. And like we said before, I think they're with all the action and then the English and everything they were trying to pander to the Americans and Western civilization and stuff like that. And I kind of think they missed the boat on it. There. This this feels like we and you both. What did we review? Did we review Extraction? Yeah, we reviewed Extraction. Yeah, we did. Um, this feels like a zon- like Extraction with zombies thrown in on it. <laughs> yeah, you're right because uh, Extraction's is uh, action type. Yeah, and film, not yeah. and not and again, that's not. If you hear those two things, you probably think it's not a bad thing. But this is coming off such a character driven movie. Now, my favorite, my favorite part because we're supposed to be trying to be positive. My <laughs> my my is Jung Sook. I, I like as a character. Um, but I think the the daughters. In this movie, I was stood just out to about me. to say, yeah, the daughters in this movie, like when you and I thought one was a boy at first, but um, bro, until the end is when I found out it's a girl. <laughs> That's funny. When the, she like pulls the gun. Yeah, but I really like the daughters in this movie. We t- we talk about kids in movies. They either help, hurt, or completely indifferent. You and they're very rarely indifferent. It's either they help or hurt the movie. I really like the kids in this movie, and I think that you got the feeling of. These kids grew up and have seen some shit. We didn't get to see all of it. Then at the end, uh, or towards the end, where she's like, the world I knew wasn't that bad either. It's like, fuck, from us just coming into it, it seemed like that shit was terrible. But that was all that she knew. So for her to say that it wasn't that bad is like, damn, what the fuck? Have you seen some shit? So I really enjoy those kids. Like the, the I would love to see, in a sequel, these two girls with the girl from the original Fuck all the adults. Like, have it. Jung yeah. Sook can get can die at the end. The mom can die at the beginning. Like, I don't give a fuck about none of them motherfuckers. Give me the three children from these from these movies. Yeah, I think that's smart, man. And immediately, immediately, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna ha- you're gonna be vested in these kids because you know them. You know all three of them. Yeah. So you're gonna care about them. So if something bad happens to any of them, or they're in danger, it's gonna it's you're you're gonna care. And once you can get the audience to care, that's it. You're locked in. Perfect way. For the, the, the a third sequel, I couldn't I couldn't replot this one. Plot for the third one. They got in the plane, right? We didn't see them land. Plane to Busan? No, no, no. The plane crashes. Plane crashes in the jungle. Some shit. Everyone dies except the two little girls. They're going through this jungle. Somebody all of a sudden saves them. It's the girl from the original. Bam. Let's just get that shit. <laughs> she just lives in the jungle. <laughs> she just lives in the fucking jungle. I love it, yo. I bet you'd be a better movie than this. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I. I and I, I thought we were going to have like this long, like in, in us saying we we're going to do this movie, my mind was like, we're going to have this long ass review. We're going to break down the characters. We're going to talk about them. And it was a zombie action. It was a dumb zombie action movie, man. It's a movie we've seen 10,000 times yeah. before. It There's nothing different between this and 95% of other zombie movies out there. Exactly. And I'm sure there's going to be somebody who hears this review and be like, you guys don't, don't just, you just didn't get it. There's so much character development here. 
Show me. Show me. Fuck this. Comment shit. below on the video or or hit us up on Gmail. Hayes will give you all the information. If you disagree with us, please let us know what the hell we missed. Please. I would love to know what exactly. we missed. Because I, I don't see it, bro. I don't fucking see it. But man, that's it. I got, I got. You got anything left on this, man? Nah, man. Nah. If we continue this, I'm gonna end up like I'm about to do what the what the chick was about to do with the truck. <laughs> All right. The movie. So, uh, so final final uh review uh uh or rating on this movie. What is it? So I'm gonna go out of five stars. I'm gonna be generous here. I'm gonna be generous only because um I don't even know why I'm being generous, but I'm gonna go ahead and give this two out of five stars, and that's be fucking generous. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, if we're doing out of five. See, I feel like a two and a half is too low, but I feel like a three isn't quite. <laughs> There's no, this shit is not above average. Bro, it's 2.75 is what I'll give it. There you go. There you go. As, as a standalone movie, 2.75. As a sequel to Train to Busan, a one. Yeah. So I think collectively, uh, Film Bros, is a, if you do the average, we're basically at a, like a 2.5 pretty yeah. much. Yeah. All right, bro. Man, that's it. Go ahead and give them your social media. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, let's run the hell out of here. Uh, I can be reached on Twitter at the P1JB. That's at T-H-E-P-1JB. And also, I can be reached on Facebook, Javid Basharula. And I'll shoot it over to Hayes. That'll give you all the other good stuff. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at the Film Bros Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, the Film Frequency Pod at gmail.com. Uh, we are uh, going next week. We'll be back on our Karate Kid review. So you will be getting Karate Kid 3. Following Cobra up with Kai's Co- back. Co- uh, following up with a uh, co- review of Cobra Kai season one and season two uh, before season three comes out on Netflix. That's all we got, man. Absolutely. That's it. Let's get right. out of here. Ooh, we'll see you lovely and beautiful people next week. Peace.